The Arabian Nights, the 157th night. The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph, My brother rose, but as he was drinking the cup in greeting, the lady gave him a slap on the neck. He drew back in anger. But as the old woman kept winking at him, he returned, and the lady bade him sit. But she hit him again, and as if that was not enough, she ordered her maids to hit him too, all the while saying to the old woman, I have never seen anything better than this. And the old woman replying, Yes, I God, my lady. Then the lady ordered her maids to perfume my brother with incense and sprinkle rose water on him. Then she said to him, May God reward you. You have entered my house and submitted to my condition, for whoever crosses me, I turn him away. But whoever is patient with me, I grant him his wish. My brother replied, My lady, I am your slave. Then she bade all her maids sing with loud voices, and they did as she bade. Then she cried out to one of the maids, saying, Take my darling with you, take care of him and bring him back to me soon. My brother rose to go with the maid, not knowing what was intended for him, and as the old woman rose to go with them, he said to her, Tell me what she wishes this maid to do to me. The old woman replied, Nothing but good. She wishes to dye your eyebrows and remove your moustaches. My brother said, The dyeing of the eyebrows will come off with washing but the plucking out of my moustaches will be hard on me. The old lady said, Beware of crossing her, for her heart is set on you. So my brother submitted while the maid dyed his eyebrows and plucked out his moustaches. Then she went back to her lady, who said, There is one more thing. Shave his chin, so that he may be beardless. The maid returned to my brother and began to shave his beard, and the old woman said to him, Be glad, for she would not have done this to you if she had not been passionately in love with you. Be patient, for you are about to have your wish. My brother submitted and sat patiently while the maid shaved his beard. Then she brought him to her mistress, who, delighted at the sight, laughed until she fell on her back and said to him, My lord, you have won my heart with your good nature. Then she conjured him by her life to rise and dance, and he began to dance, while she and the maids grabbed everything around and threw it at him until he fell senseless from the pelting and hitting. When he came to himself, the old woman said to him, You will have your wish. But morning overtook Shahrazad and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story! Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? The 158th night. The following night, Shahrazad said, 
I heard, O oh happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph. When my brother came to himself, the old woman said to him, One more thing, and you will have your wish. It is her habit, when she gets intoxicated, to let no one have her until he takes off his shirt and trousers and stands naked. Then she runs away as if she is trying to escape, while he follows her from place to place, until his penis hardens and becomes firmly erect. Then she stops and lets him have her, adding, Rise and take off your clothes. My brother took off all his clothes and stood stark naked. Then the lady herself took off her clothes, except for her trousers, and said to him, If you want me, follow me until you catch me, adding, Start running. And she began to run from place to place, while overwhelmed with desire, with his cock sticking straight up in the air, he ran after her like a madman. She entered a dark place, and he followed her, stepping on a soft spot which caved in under him, and before he knew it, he found himself in the middle of the leather market, where the traders were shouting their wares, buying and selling. When they saw him in that condition, naked, without a beard and with red eyebrows, they yelled and clapped their hands at him, and beat him with hides on his naked body until he fell senseless. Then they set him on an ass and took him to the city gate. When the chief of the police arrived, he asked, What is this? They replied, Lord, this fellow fell from the vizier's house in this condition. The prefect gave him a hundred lashes and banished him from Baghdad. I went after him, O commander of the faithful, brought him back secretly into the city and arranged for his upkeep. And I wouldn't have done it were it not for my generous nature. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? The One Hundred and Fifty-Ninth Night the following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph. The Tale of the Third Brother, Fak Fak the Blind My third brother, O commander of the faithful, was blind. One day God led him to a great house, and he knocked at the door, hoping that the owner might respond, and that he might then beg from him. When the owner asked, Who is at the door? My brother did not answer. Instead, he knocked again, and when the man asked for the second time, Who is there? He again did not answer. Then he heard the man repeat in a loud voice, Who is there? And when he still did not answer, he soon heard the man come to the door, open it, and say, What do you want? My brother replied, something for the love of the Almighty God. The man asked, 
Are you blind? And my brother replied, Yes. The man said, Give me your hand. My brother put out his hand, thinking that the man would give him something. But the man seized it, and, drawing him into the house, carried him up from stair to stair until they reached the housetop, my brother thinking all the while that the man would give him some food. Then they sat down, and the man asked my brother, "'What do you want, blind man?' My brother replied, "'Something for the love of the Almighty God.' But the man said, "'God help you.' My brother asked, "'Fellow, why didn't you tell me this downstairs?' The man replied, "'You mean man. Why didn't you answer me from the beginning?' My brother asked, "'What do you want to do with me now?' The man answered, "'I have nothing to give you.' My brother said, "'Then take me downstairs.' But the man replied, "'The way is open before you.' My brother rose and began to descend the stairs until there remained only twenty steps between him and the door, when his foot slipped and he rolled all the way down to the door and cut his head. He went out not knowing where he was, and met two of his comrades who asked him, "'How did you do today?' He replied, "'Don't ask.' Then he told them what had happened to him, adding, "'Brothers, I would like to take some of our joint money and spend some of it on myself.' It happened that the owner of the house had, without my brother's knowledge, followed him and heard what he said. And when my brother went to his house and sat down to wait for his comrades, the owner of the house, again without his knowledge, entered after him. When his comrades arrived, he said to them, "'Shut the door and search the place to make sure that there is no intruder here.' The intruder, hearing this, rose unperceived by the others, and clung to a rope that hung from the ceiling, so that when my brother's comrades searched the house, they found no one. Then they came back to my brother and asked him about his situation, and he told them that he needed his share of what they had collected. Each of them dug up what he had and placed it before my brother, who counted ten thousand dirhams, and after he took what he needed, they buried the rest in a corner of the room. Then they set some food, and when they began to eat, my brother heard a stranger chewing beside him. He said to them, By God, there is a stranger among us, and, stretching his hand, grabbed the intruder's hand, and while my brother caught hold of him, his comrades fell on the intruder, boxing and beating him. After they gave him beating enough, they cried out, O oh, Muslims! A thief has entered our house to steal our property. When a large crowd began to gather, the intruder caught hold of them and, shutting his eyes, pretended to be blind, so that none would doubt him, accused them of what they had accused him, saying, I appeal to God and the King to judge between us. Suddenly the watchmen came and, seizing them, dragged them all together with my brother to the chief of the police, who had them brought before him and asked, What? is the matter with you? The intruder, who was not blind, replied, God bless the king. Even though you can see, you will not find anything except by torture. Begin by beating me, then beat this man, who is our chief, pointing to my brother. They threw the man down, 
O commander of the faithful, and gave him four hundred blows, when he began to smart under the blows. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, Sister, what a strange and entertaining story! What an amazing story! Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? King Sharayah said to himself, By God, I will not kill her until I hear the rest of the story of the insufferable barber and his brothers, and find out what happened between the king of China and the Jewish physician and the Christian broker and the steward. Then I will kill her, as I did the others. The 160th Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph. The chief of police gave the intruder four hundred blows on his ass, and when he began to smart, he opened one eye, and as the pain increased with the blows, he opened the other. The chief asked, What is this, you devil? The man replied, Give me your seal ring of pardon, and I will tell you what is going on. When the chief gave him the ring, he said, My lord, we are four fellows who pretend to be blind, so that we may enter the people's houses and gaze on their women and corrupt them. In this way, we have made ten thousand dirhams. But when I said to my comrades, Give me my share of two thousand and five hundred dirhams, they refused and beat me and took away my money. I appeal to God and to you for protection, and it is better that you keep my share than they. If you wish to verify what I have said, beat each of them twice as much as you've beaten me, and they will surely open their eyes. The chief ordered the three to be beaten, starting with my brother, whom they tied to a ladder. Then he said to them, You vicious men, do you deny God's gift to you and pretend to be blind? My brother replied, By God, by God, O Lord, there is none among us who can see. But they beat him until he fainted. Then the intruder said to the chief, Leave him until he revives, then beat him again, for he can stand more beating than I. The chief ordered the other two to be beaten, and each of them received more than three hundred blows, while the intruder kept saying, Open your eyes, or you'll be beaten anew. At last he said to the chief, Prince, send someone with me to fetch the money, for these fellows will not open their eyes for fear of being exposed before the people. The chief sent someone to fetch the money, gave the intruder two thousand and five hundred dirhams, his supposed share, and took the rest for himself. Then he banished the three men from the city. I, O commander of the faithful, went out after my brother, and overtaking him, asked him about his plight, and he told me the story I have just related to you. I took him secretly back into the city, and arranged for his upkeep without letting anyone know. When the caliph heard my story, he laughed and said, Give him a gift, and let him go. But I said to him, By God, O commander of the faithful, 
I am a man of few words and great generosity, and I must relate to you the stories of my other brothers in order to prove it to you. The Tale of the Fourth Brother, the One-Eyed Butcher My fourth brother, the One-Eyed One, was a butcher in Baghdad who raised rams and sold meat. The prominent and the wealthy used to buy their meat from him, so that he acquired houses and property, and amassed a great wealth. He continued to thrive for a long time, until one day, as he was sitting in his shop, an old man with a long beard came up to him, gave him some money, and said, "'Give me meat for this amount.' My brother cut for him his money's worth of meat, and the old man went away. My brother looked at the silver coins the old man had given him, and, finding them brilliantly white, put them aside by themselves. The old man continued to come to my brother for five months, and my brother continued to put the money he received from him into a separate chest. One day he wanted to take out the money to buy some sheep, but when he opened the chest he found nothing inside but paper cut round. He beat his head and cried out, and when the people gathered around him he told them his story. Then he rose and, slaughtering a ram as usual, hung it up inside the shop. Then he cut off some pieces of meat and hung them up outside the shop, saying to himself, Perhaps that wretched old man will come back. Soon up came the old man, holding his money in his hand. My brother rose, and catching hold of him, cried out, O oh, Muslims, come and hear what happened to me at the hands of this crooked old man. When the old man heard his words, he asked him, What do you prefer, to let go of me, or to have me expose you before everybody? My brother asked him, Expose me for what? The old man replied, or selling human flesh for mutton. My brother said, You are lying, you cursed man. The false old man cried out, He has a man hanging up in his shop. My brother replied, If you are telling the truth, my property and my life are forfeit. The old man said, Oh, fellow citizens, if you wish to prove the truth of my words, Go into his shop. The people rushed into the shop, and instead of the ram, saw the carcass of a man hanging up there. They seized my brother, crying out, Oh, infidel! Oh, villain! And even his best friends began to beat him, saying to him, You've given us human flesh to eat. Moreover, the old man struck him on the eye and put it out. Then they carried the carcass to the chief of the police, to whom the old man said, Prince, we have brought you a man who slaughters people and sells their flesh for mutton. Carry out on him the justice of the Almighty God. My brother tried to tell the chief what the old man had done, and how the silver pieces he received had turned out to be pieces of paper. But the chief would not listen, and ordered him to be flogged and he was given nearly five hundred painful blows. Then the chief confiscated everything, his money, his property, his sheep, and his shop, and had he not been able to offer a bribe, 
he would have been put to death. They paraded him for three days throughout the city and banished him. My brother wandered until he came to a great city where, being also a skilled cobbler, he opened a shop to earn his living. One day, as he went out on some business, he heard a clamour and the tramping of horses behind him, and when he inquired, he was told that the king was going out to hunt. He stopped to look at the king's handsome dress when the king's eye chanced to meet his, and the king bowed his head, saying, May God protect me from the evil of this day, and drawing the bridle, rode back, followed by all his men. Then he gave an order to his attendants, who seized my brother, and gave him a painful beating until he nearly died, without telling him the reason. He returned to his shop in a sad state, and he went to see a man who was a servant in the king's household. Seeing my brother's condition, the man asked him, What is the matter with you? When my brother told the man what had happened to him, the man laughed until he fell on his back and said, Friend, the king cannot endure the sight of a one-eyed man, especially if he is blind in the right eye, and he will not rest until he puts him to death. When my brother heard this explanation, he decided to run away. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? The 161st Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph, My brother decided to run away from that city and go to a place where none would recognize him. He left, settled down in another city, and began to thrive, until one day he went out to divert himself when he heard the tramping of horses behind him. He exclaimed, The judgment of God is upon me, and looked for a place to hide, found nothing but a closed door. When he pushed it, the door opened, and he fell forward, finding himself in a long hallway. But hardly had he advanced, when two men seized him and said, Praise be to God who has delivered you into our hands, O enemy of God. For three nights you've robbed us of peace and sleep, and made us taste the agonies of death. My brother said, Fellows, what is your problem? They replied, you have been tormenting us and plotting to kill the master of the house. Is it not enough that you and your friends have made him a beggar? Give us the knife with which you have been threatening us every night. Then they searched him and found a knife tucked in his belt. He said to them, Fellows, for God's sake, treat me kindly, for my story is a strange one, saying to himself, I'll tell them my tale, in the hope that they would let him go but they paid no attention to him and refused to listen. Instead, they beat him and tore off his clothes, and finding on him the marks of former beating, said, Cursed man, these are marks of punishment. 
Then they took my brother to the chief of the police, while my brother said to himself, I'm undone for my sins. Now no one can save me but the Almighty God. The chief said to my brother, Villain, what made you enter their house and threaten them with death? My brother replied, I beg you, for God's sake, to listen to me and hear my story before you hasten to condemn me. But the two men said to the chief, Will you listen to a thief who beggars people, a man who bears the scars of punishment? When the chief saw the scars on my brother's back, he said to him, I would not have done this to you were it not for a grave crime. Then he sentenced him, and they gave him a hundred lashes, and paraded him on a camel throughout the city, crying out, This is the reward of those who break into people's houses. Then the chief banished my brother from the city, and he wondered until I went out after him and found him. When I questioned him, he told me his tale. Then I carried him secretly back to Baghdad and made him an allowance to live on. It was out of the utmost generosity that I treated my brothers in this fashion. The caliph laughed until he fell on his back and ordered a gift for me. But I said, By God, my lord, even though I am not a man of many words, I must complete the stories of my other brothers, so that our lord the caliph will be acquainted with all their tales and have them recorded and kept in his library, and so that he may discover that I am not a garrulous man, O our lord and caliph. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if I stay alive? The 162nd Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph, The tale of the fifth brother, the cropped of ears. My fifth brother, the cropped of ears, was a poor man who used to beg by night and live by day on what he got. When our father, who was an old man, far advanced in years, fell sick and died, he left us seven hundred dirhams, which we divided equally among ourselves, each receiving one hundred dirhams. When my fifth brother received his share, he did not know what to do with it until he thought of buying glass of all kinds and selling it at a profit. He bought a hundred dirhams worth of glass, and putting it in a large basket, sat to sell it next to a tailor's shop, which had a balustrade at the entrance. My brother leaned against the balustrade and sat, thinking to himself, I know that I have capital of a hundred dirhams worth of glass, which I will sell for two hundred dirhams, with which I will buy more glass, which I will sell for four hundred dirhams. I will continue to buy and sell until I have four thousand dirhams, then ten thousand with which I will buy all kinds of jewels and perfumes and make a great profit. Then I will buy a fine house, together with slaves and horses, 
and I will eat and drink and carouse and bring every singing man and woman in the city to sing to me, for the Almighty God willing, my capital will be a hundred thousand dirhams. All this went through his head, while the hundred dirhams' worth of glass sat in the basket before him. He continued, saying to himself, As soon as I have amassed a hundred thousand dirhams, I will send out marriage brokers to demand for me in marriage the daughters of kings and viziers. In fact, I will ask for the hand of the vizier's daughter, for I have heard that she is singularly beautiful, that she is all perfection and grace. I will give her a dowry of a thousand dinars if her father consents. Well, if not, I will take her by force, in spite of him. When I return home, I will buy ten little slaves as well as clothes fit for kings, and I will get me a saddle of gold and have it set with expensive jewels. Then I will ride and parade in the city with slaves before me and behind me, while the people salute me and invoke blessings on me. When I go to see the vizier with slaves on my right and left, he will rise in greeting and seating me in his place will sit below me, because I am his son-in-law. I will have with me two slaves carrying purses, each with a thousand dinars, one for the dowry, the other as a present, so that the vizier may know my generosity, my magnanimity, and my disdain for the world. Then I will return to my house, and if someone comes to me from the bride, I will give him money and bestow on him a robe of honour. But if he brings me a present, I will not accept it, but will return it, for I will maintain my dignity. Then I will prepare my house, and ask them to make the bride ready. And when she's ready, I will bid them lead her to me in a procession. When it is time to unveil the bride, I will put on my best clothes, and sit on a seat of silk brocade, and lean on a cushion, turning neither right nor left, because of my sense of propriety, and my reticence, gravity, and wisdom. My bride will stand before me like the full moon, in her robes and ornaments, and I, out of a sense of self-respect, dignity, and pride, will not look at her, until all those who are present will say to me, O oh, our Lord and Master! Your wife and slave stands before you. Be kind to her, and grant her a glance, for standing hurts her. After they kiss the ground before me many times, I will raise my head, give her one look, and bend my head again. Then they will take her away, and I will rise and change my clothes for a finer suit. When they bring the bride for the second time, in her second dress, I will not look at her until they stand before me and implore me many times. Then I will give her a quick look, then look down again. I will continue to do this until they finish displaying her. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story! Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night? If the king spares me, 
and lets me live. The 163rd night. The following night, Shahrazad replied, Very well, and said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China, that the barber told the guest, that he said to the caliph, All this went through my brother's mind, then he went on. I will continue to enjoy looking at the bride until they finish presenting her to me. Then I will order one of my servants to fetch a purse of five hundred dinars, and giving it to the attendants of the bride, command them to lead me to the bride-chamber. When they lead her in and leave her alone with me, I will look at her and lie by her side, but I will ignore her and will not speak to her, so that she may say that I am a proud man. Then her mother will come in and kiss my hand and say, My lord, Look at your servant, and comfort her, for she craves your favour. But I will not answer. When she sees this, she will kiss my feet many times, and say, My lord, my daughter is a young lady who has never seen a man before, and if you disdain her, you will break her heart. Turn to her, speak to her, and comfort her. Then her mother will give her a cup of wine, and say to her, Entreat your lord to drink. When the bride comes to me, I will let her stand, while I recline on a cushion embroidered with gold and silver, and will proudly disdain to look at her, so that she may say that I am an honourable and self-respecting man. I will let her stand until she feels humiliated, and learns that I am her master. Then she will say to me, My lord, for God's sake, don't refuse the cup from my hand, for I am your servant. But I will not speak to her, and she will press me, saying, You must drink, and put the cup to my lips. Then I will shake my fist in her face, and kick her with my foot like that. So saying, he kicked with his foot, and knocked over the basket of glass, which, resting high, fell to the ground, and everything in it was broken. The tailor, who had overheard some of my brother's conversation with himself, cried out, All this comes of your pride, you dirty pimp. By God, if it was within my power, I would have you beaten a hundred times and paraded throughout the city. At that moment, O commander of the faithful, my brother began to beat on his face, tear his clothes and weep. The people who were going to the Friday prayers saw him, and some of them pitied him, while others paid no attention to him, as he stood bereft both of capital and profit. While he wept, a beautiful lady, riding on a she-mule with a saddle of gold, and attended by servants, passed by, filling the air with the odour of musk. When she saw my brother weeping in his plight, she felt pity for him and inquiring about him was told that he had had a basket of glass by which he was trying to make a living, but that it had got broken, and that this was the cause of his grief. The lady called one of her servants and said to him, Give him whatever you have with you. And the servant gave my brother a purse, 
in which he found five hundred dinars. When he saw the money, he almost died of joy, and, invoking blessings upon the lady, returned to his house a rich man. As he sat thinking, he heard a knocking at the door, and when he asked, Who is it? a woman answered, My brother, I would like to have a word with you. He rushed, and opening the door, saw an old woman he did not know. She said to him, Son, the time of prayer is near, and I have not yet performed my ablutions. I would like you to let me do so in your house. My brother replied, I hear and obey. Then he asked her to come in, and when she was inside, he gave her a ewer for her ablutions, and sat down, still beside himself with joy at the money which he began to stuff inside his clothes. As he finished doing this, the old woman, finishing her prayers, came near where he sat, and prayed a two-bow prayer. Then she invoked blessings on him. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said to her sister, What a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if I stay alive? The 164th Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph, When the old woman finished her prayer and invoked blessings on him, he thanked her, and pulling out two dinars gave them to her, saying to himself, This is an offering from me. At this she exclaimed, How strange! Why do you look at me as if I was a beggar? Take your money and keep it for yourself, for I don't need it. However, I do have for you in this city a woman who has wealth, beauty, and charm. My brother asked, How could I get such a woman? The old woman replied, Take all your money and follow me. And when you are with her, spare neither fair words nor amiability, and you will enjoy her beauty and her wealth to your heart's content. My brother took all his money, and went with the old woman so happy that he could hardly believe himself. He followed her until she came to the door of a mansion, and when she knocked, the door was opened by a Greek slave-girl. The old woman entered and bade my brother follow her, and he entered a spacious hall spread with carpets and hung with curtains. He sat down, placed the money before him, and taking off his turban, put it on his knee. Soon in came a young lady, so beautiful and so richly dressed that none better was ever seen. He rose to his feet and when she looked at him she smiled in his face and was glad to see him. Then she bade the door be shut, and taking him by the hand, led him to a private room where she seated him, and sitting beside him, dallied with him for a while. Then she rose, 
and, saying, Wait until I come back, went away. He sat by himself, when suddenly a great slave came in with a sword in his hand and said to him, Damn you! What are you doing here? My brother was tongue-tied and could not answer. The black slave seized him and, stripping him of his clothes, struck him with the flat of the sword and left him half paralysed. Then he kept striking him so severely that my brother fell unconscious. The hideous slave concluded that he was dead, and my brother heard him say, Where is the salt woman? And in came a maid with a large dish full of salt. Then the slave began to stuff my brother's wounds with salt until he fainted again. When he came to himself, he lay motionless for fear that the black slave would discover that he was alive and finish him off. Then the maid went away, and the black slave cried out, Where is the cellar woman? And in came the old woman, who took my brother by the feet, and dragged him away, and opening a cellar door, threw him down on a heap of dead bodies. There he remained unconscious, without stirring, for two whole days. But the almighty and glorious God made the salt the cause of saving his life, for it stopped the flow of blood. As soon as he found himself able to move, he crept fearfully out of the cellar and made his way to the hallway, where he hid till early morning, when the old woman went out in quest of another prey. He went out behind her without her knowledge and headed home. There he treated himself for a month until he recovered. Meanwhile, he kept a constant watch on the old woman while she took one man after another and led them to that house. But my brother said nothing. When he regained his health and recovered his strength, he took a piece of cloth and made it into a bag, which he filled with glass. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said, Sister, what a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if the king spares me and lets me live? The 165th Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph. He put the glass in the bag and tied it to his waist. Then he disguised himself as a Persian, so that nobody would recognize him, and hid a sword under his clothes. When he saw the old woman, he said to her with a Persian Atch accent, Old lady, I am a stranger here. Do you have a pair of scales large enough to weigh five hundred dinars? I will give you some of it for your trouble. The old woman replied, Oh, Persian, my son is a money-changer, and he has all kinds of scales. Come with me before he goes out to his shop, and he will weigh your gold. My brother said to her, Lead the way. She led him until she came to the house, 
and when she knocked at the door, the young lady herself came out and opened it. The old woman smiled in her face and said, "'I have brought you a fat piece of meat today.' The young lady, taking my brother by the hand, led him into the house and sat with him for a while. Then she rose, and saying to him, "'Wait until I come back,' went away. As soon as she left, the cursed slave came in with a bare sword in his hand and said to my brother, "'Get up!' cursed man. He sprang behind the slave, and drawing the sword that was hidden under his clothes, struck him and made his head fly away from his body. Then he dragged him by the heels to the cellar, and cried out, Where is the salt woman? The maid came with the dish of salt, and seeing my brother with the sword in his hand, turned to run away, but he caught up with her and struck off her head. Then he called out, where is the cellar woman? And when the old woman came in, my brother looked at her and said, Do you recognize me, you wicked old woman? She replied, No, my lord. He said, I am the one in whose house you prayed, and whom you lured here. She said, Spare me. But he paid no attention to her, and struck her with the sword, cutting her in four. Then he went in search of the young lady and when she saw him she lost her mind and asked for mercy. He promised to spare her, and asked, "'And you, how did you come to be with this slave?' She replied, "'I was a slave to a merchant, and the old woman used to visit me until we became intimate friends. One day she said to me, "'We have at our house today a wedding, the like of which was never seen.' and I would like you to be there. I replied, I hear and obey. Then I rose, and putting on my clothes and jewellery, and taking with me a purse with a hundred dinars, followed her until she brought me to this house, and bade me enter. As soon as I went in, this slave seized me, and I have been in this situation for three years due to the treachery of the old woman. May God curse her. My brother asked, Does the slave keep any money or possessions in this house? She replied, Yes, he has plenty, and if you can carry it away, do so with God's help. Then she took my brother and opened for him several chests full of purses, and while he stood there, not knowing what to do, she said to him, Leave me here, and go and bring men to carry the money. He went out at once and hired ten men, but when he returned he found the door open, and when he went in he was surprised to find that the young lady had disappeared with the purses, leaving very little money behind, and realised that she had tricked him. He took whatever money was left, and opening the closets, carried away all the clothes, leaving nothing in the house, and spent a happy night. When he got up in the morning, he found at his door twenty policemen, who seized him, saying, "'The chief of the police wants you.' He implored them to give him time to go into the house, but they would not let him, and although he offered them money and kept imploring and throwing himself at their feet until he was weary, they would not listen. They tied his hands fast behind his back and carried him off. On the way 
they were met by one of my brother's old friends, and my brother clung to him and implored him to assist him and help deliver him from the hands of these policemen and their officers. The friend, glad to intercede on his behalf, inquired what was the matter, and the officers replied, The chief of the police has ordered us to bring this man before him, and having found him and seized him, we're on our way to our superior the chief, according to his orders. My brother's friend said to them, Good fellows, I will get from him whatever you wish and desire for your trouble. Release him, and tell your superior the chief that you could not find him. But they refused, and dragged my brother on his face to the chief of the police. But morning overtook Shahrazad, and she lapsed into silence. Then Dinazad said, Sister, what a strange and entertaining story. Shahrazad replied, What is this, compared with what I shall tell you tomorrow night, if I stay alive? The 166th Night The following night, Shahrazad said, I heard, O happy king, that the tailor told the king of China that the barber told the guests that he said to the caliph. When the chief saw my brother, he asked him, Where did you get all these possessions? My brother replied, Grant me immunity first. And the chief said, Grant it. Then my brother told him about his adventure with the old woman and the flight of the young lady from beginning to end, adding, Whatever I took is still in my possession. Take what you wish, and leave me enough to live on. But the chief sent his men and officers, and they took all the money and clothes, and fearing lest the matter should reach the king, he summoned my brother again and said to him, Leave this city, or I will have you put to death. My brother replied, I hear and obey, and set out for another city. On the way some thieves set upon him and stripped him of his clothes. When I heard of his plight, I took some clothes and went out after him, clothed him, and brought him secretly into the city to join his brothers. <laughs> 